Hello and welcome to Meet Environmental Protectors. I'm Julie and I travel to Europe to interview inspiring people committed in environmental protection. My goal is to discover and highlight commitments in different European countries so that we get inspired by one another. My interviewees can be anyone, famous or not, no matter the job nor the scale of action. So if you are excited by the project and would like to participate, do not hesitate to write me an email or to contact me on Facebook or Instagram. You can find the address in the description below as well as more detail on today's guests. Thanks a lot to my friend Claire for her help with the editing. Enjoy! Hello everyone and thank you for listening. Today I'm in Ljubljana, the capital of Slovenia. I have the pleasure to meet Katia and Barbara from the Ecologists Without Border organization. You can find a link to their website and social network uh, accounts on the description below. Well, thank you very much for accepting this interview. Uh, first of all, could you introduce yourselves, please? Uh, sure. Uh, thank you for visiting us. Mm -hmm. Thank you for visiting uh, Ljubljana and Slovenia. Uh, my name is Katia, I'm the head of the organization, I'm also responsible for con communication and all the social media channels you mentioned, uh, also leading some projects, having some, um, some workshops mainly focused on zero waste lifestyle, food waste, uh, events, etc. And my name is Barbara. Um, I'm in this organization for four years now. I work mostly with companies, but probably as in all small organizations, I am quite involved in all the projects and uh, processes. So I work on a lot of stuff. Did you do it full-time or...? Yes, all, all our team is full-time employed here. Okay. Uh, we are a team of six. Uh, yeah, we are slowly growing uh, and uh, making space and opportunities for new co-workers. And about the founding of the organization, is it uh, through donations? I don't know, does the state give you money? We have a variety of uh, income sources. Uh, mostly in the last years we operate on the market, so we offer companies or municipalities or uh, other institutions our knowledge, our communication experiences, our expertise. Uh, then we of course have some European funding, we are also part of some European and worldwide networks. Uh, and yes, of course, we also receive and are happy to have donations from people who recognize our work. This is a good thing that we have quite diverse income. It's uh, good that we are not dependent just on one of them. Um, can you tell us more perhaps about the history of the organization, uh, when was it created, by who and with which goal at the beginning? I will say this is a perfect uh, point to introduce our secret guest on this <laughs> podcast, our uh, Iaka, who is from the beginning uh, part of this organization, as I am not, I'm here uh, nine years, but uh, Iaka can briefly explain us the successful story of the birth of Colleges Without Borders Association. Yes, it was sort of a phoenix uh, because it got recycled after half a year of existence for the purpose of organizing the first nationwide cleanup event. Mm -hmm. So for the whole country on a single day with this let's do it model or world cleanup day model as it's today now. Nobody knew each other, there was no budget. We had this crazy dream and it was crazy enough that it worked in the end. So we mobilized every seventh person to volunteer on that single day and clean up significantly the country basically. 
And for some of that, during the process of organizing, we actually needed a legal person. And that's where the association came in and we sort of adopted it. And after the cleanups, we focused on waste prevention and waste management optimization, which is our focus thing. Okay, so it has always been uh, in waste since the beginning? Always waste. And so now you mentioned some of the things that you do. Do you have some concrete examples of events that you've been working on or... Yeah, cam- campaigns, uh, communication campaigns. Yeah, we focus on different types of waste, uh, different producers of waste. So we work, as I said, with municipalities who go with us on the road towards zero waste. Then we work with event organizers to optimize their uh, waste sorting, to uh, work on the waste prevention, also at the event site, also with hotels, restaurants. Uh, then we of course also organize our own events, for example we have some uh, expert conferences or uh, other opportunities, uh, but yeah, everything regarded uh, with waste, connected to waste is also connected to us. For example, now we are dealing with uh, digital waste, we are promoting a digital cleanup, uh, Barbara is just writing emails, for example, to schools, to other NGOs to take part. So yeah, we we are still focused, um, despite that we are based in Ljubljana on the whole Slovenia and we want to engage in those sort of actions as much people as possible. And if I can mention like one specific event in next week actually we organize reuse festival uh, in Maribor, so Slovenia's second biggest city and we'll have there uh, a lot of uh, workshops, a lot of uh, different people who repair different uh, products. Uh, and we want to pro, uh, we want to actually promote reuse with this event and uh, our website that is called Less Is More uh, and is basically about promoting yeah, different reuse practices, zero waste lifestyle, and so on. Yeah, and I saw you are also on social media, social networks a lot. Are people really more and more aware of the issue of waste? Do you think? They they are and things are getting better. People are more educated because it's also part of the school system in Slovenia. Uh, they get from small on how to how to sort waste, how uh, how to deal with those things. Uh, but yes, yeah, social media and other channels are really important to us because. On the one hand, we want to raise awareness. Uh, of course, it could be even more if we could reach more people uh, with, with this content, which is uh, not always funny and kittens and yeah, the stuff that people share normally on Facebook and uh, other social media platforms. So we would like to have more shares of our content. Uh, but uh, yes, it's important. It's helping. It's also helping us to maintain the um, level of transparency, of credibility, so that we show the people we are an NGO and uh, there can be some misconceptions, people are biased that we only live from the money of the state and it's important to show them, no, we are mostly some sorts of self-sufficient, so uh, we are here creating opportunities and uh, solving problems. Um, I think like the zero-waste community is quite evolving uh, in social media. Uh, we track, for example, different uh, Facebook groups and, and, I don't know, social media and media 
like posts and uh, news and uh, it's quite obvious that um, the, the number of people involved in this topic is growing so I think it's evolving but yeah it's quite difficult topic to raise awareness and there are mostly like women like young women maybe kids and uh, this is like the main target group for us I would say and it's quite difficult to get outside this bubble sometimes but we'll try yeah Okay, that's interesting that men are perhaps less uh, aware of the subject or... I don't know if it's that they are less aware or if it's just that perhaps they don't do the kind of tasks in the in the house that... Yeah, probably. Zero waste is mostly connected to our lifestyle, mm. everyday habits. So what do you cook? What do you buy? And those are, as you said, mostly tasks that are women doing mostly. So yeah, but they are growing. The number of uh, zero waste uh, gentlemen are growing, and uh, they can be really, uh, really innovative in all those uh, practices. How to yeah avoid waste and be good to our environment. And so, if I'm someone who doesn't know anything about zero waste, do you have some simple examples of things that I can do? Uh, yes, mostly this is, as Barbara mentioned, the uh, Less is More webpage in Slovenia, mm-hmm. it's Slovenian Mania Vetch. Uh, and this is the main source or hub uh, to start uh, changing your everyday decisions. So uh, there is a map of all the zero waste shops in Slovenia or shops where you can at least buy some I- items in bulk. Uh, you have second-hand shops, uh, you have also an um, uh, event page where we promote different events, uh, swaps, uh, workshops, etc. But yeah, mostly maybe for the start is I would suggest follow some environmental organizations on social media uh, because we create really, really a lot of content, uh, a lot of ideas, uh, projects, so uh, just follow those organizations and maybe uh, get a newsletter or I mean you, everybody can write to us and we will try to respond to try to find a solution for each problem. Just one uh, interesting idea is just to track your waste for I don't know a week and you can see immediately which waste are the most common and then you can start with that and try to eliminate like the most common waste and then continue and Zero waste is actually never ending, it's evolving, it's never ending game. And there are always new problems arriving as the world evolves, as the technology uh, expands. That's why we are also dealing with digital waste. We are even already talking about waste in uh, our universum. I mean, Mm. there are a lot of satellites and all the trash already there. So yeah, there are new problems coming, so we have to deal with them day by day. It's interesting uh, as a job, I think, as well. No? Yeah. I think we will always have enough work to do. <laughs> no, it's also uh, because we as NGOs, we can be, um, how should I say? Um, courageous. Courageous, yeah. Uh, we have to have the guts to do things. I have to be creative. So our work is really different from day to day, from working with a minister to organizing uh, nice lifestyle events to, I don't know, picking up uh, waste, picking up waste <laughs> of course, digging into the waste. Uh, Barbara was doing la- uh, lately a really interesting research about uh, waste uh, on Slovenian roads. 
So uh, yeah, we, we do lectures, workshops with children, with old people, with, I mean, there is every day something new coming up and that's, I mean, the most exciting part of yeah. our job. It's a really um, satisfying job because I'm here for four years now and uh, I would say that every day is something new <laughs> and I'm sure that Katya can say the same as yes. she's here for Nine. longer. Yeah. <laughs> And about the, the country, about Slovenia, at least in France we have the stereotype that Slovenian people are really um, close to nature and really concerned about the environment. Do you think that it's true? Yes, it is, because, I mean, a third of Slovenia is covered in woods. We have a lot 60%. Of, 60%, yeah. Almost two thirds. Oh, two thirds, <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, we are, yeah, he, he's yeah, an expert for hiking. So, uh, yeah, we have uh, mountains. I mean, if you take from the Slovenians the mountains, the, you will kill this nation. So, it's really, uh, we are outgoing people, enjoy the nature. Uh, so yeah, we are kind of addicted to nature and that's also something that's making our work a bit easier. Uh, we always, of course, see the problems and what could be better, but if you go a bit abroad, it is okay. We have a lot of things to improve, especially uh, in the waste prevention sector, especially if we, you can see the data, we eat too much meat, for example, we drive too much cars and yeah, but regarding waste, I think the things are getting better. Yeah, uh, a lot of time happens that we uh, talk to our um, members of uh, Zero Waste Europe, for example, that is our uh, core organization in Europe, and uh, we see how different problems actually have, like different organizations, they mostly deal with cleanups, they deal with things that we dealt like, I don't know, 10 years ago or mm -hmm. even more, so we are quite lucky <laughs> with that. Okay. Now I have some more personal questions uh, about your own commitment as a person. So when did it start and why? Was there a triggering event, someone you met, something you read, something you watched? This is a really common question on interviews and I always somehow add something to the answer, I think. <laughs> no, uh, that sounds like you're making it up. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, because I, it, it made me think how it all started, but it's not a change of lifestyle from yesterday to today and it's, there was no turning point. I started working here and then you slowly see, okay, this could be made better. I could, I, I don't know, visit the zero waste shop that we are writing articles about. So it's coming naturally because we also say to people, don't throw everything away that you own, especially from plastic, just use it up, go slowly, uh, try to yeah, experience new things. And I don't see myself that I that much changed my lifestyle, I just uh, changed some habits so that yeah. I don't go to the shop every week to a conventional shop and bring home a lot of trash. So I go once a week to the farmer's market with my own packaging and that's it. So, yeah. Nine years ago, when you chose this job, why did you choose it? I found this on Twitter. I came from <laughs> a uh, university exchange and I had one and a half years of free time and I said, okay, I want to work somewhere. 
I was studying communication, so public relations, and I saw that ecologists without borders were looking for this position. Uh, and I said, yeah, let's go, let's try, and I'm still here. <laughs> Social media can be good. <laughs> well, for me, it started, I don't know, around five years ago. I was at my previous job uh, doing something completely different. I was working in marketing, actually. I was finishing my master thesis uh, that was about zero waste actually because I started to read about this topic at the time and it um, started for me like I don't know probably with one article or something and then I was uh, more into the topic and started to explore a bit and then after this I, I felt like I couldn't uh, do my job anymore because it's completely different than my beliefs at the time so I was uh, actively searching for a job in um, environmental section so um, I started as a volunteer with uh, Ecologists Without Borders and then um, I got a job <laughs> so it was a process for me. Uh, for me there's no epic backstory I'm afraid uh, I would say that of course I'm a product of my environment and upbringing. My father was also uh, quite, maybe not ascetic, but I think I get part of that from him. So I don't need a lot of stuff. I don't derive happiness from from items. So that's that's that always helped. But I think one of the changes was that once I started working in this organization and we had our first successes, there was a public eye on us. You know, we gave a lot of media interviews. We were well, maybe not idolized, but you know, people take us seriously, and then there's this pressure to also lead by example, right? So, you know, you get ingrained or engulfed in this topic, in this work, and of course, then you know, you start accepting extra measures because it's just a matter of principle and because you know you can and you know it's good. We're some kind of influencers, environmental <laughs> influencers. Well, it's interesting to know that yeah, it's a bit different from all of you and yeah, you can just have different lives and come to the same point and working here. So, Okay. And how is it seen by your friends and family? Do you have like, a, okay, I'm the ecologist of the family, so <laughs> always talking about the same topics or yeah, or is it not like this because they are aware as well? I'm never starting a debate about waste, but at the end of the day, we are always talking about waste <laughs> with my friends. So, uh, yeah, I, I see myself in my community, yeah, as a role model because mm -hmm. people, my friends, come and say, yeah, I went to a shop with my reusable bag, and I say, yay, <laughs> yeah, they need some, um, yeah, Motivation. yeah, yeah, that I say, that's good. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, yes, I mean they they are really respecting this. They are trying to learn something. They have really hard time to buy presents. <laughs> that there's your way. So yeah, they they are um, they are learning with our relationship, uh, friendship relationships. They are also learning, and uh, I see my friends now giving meaningful gifts also to other friends like um, I don't know tickets for cinema or going out together so uh, they are learning uh, not that they know of it that's good <laughs> well I have similar experience uh, on one hand they are like kids sometimes they could come to you and uh, explain to you some stuff they then but I never asked them about this 
it happens sometimes that I also talk to them about um, the things I'm doing. So sometimes I also start this debate. So I'm not like Kaita, that she never. Of course, I'm also sometimes, but yeah, it's yeah. not that we are only talking about waste. I mean, uh, this would be <laughs> a bit too much. But the funny thing is, I always enjoy when they're not my friends because they know me, but some other people, I don't know, from event organizers or from a municipality or a school, they can be really afraid of us. I mean, if they see, okay, there is ecologists without borders, ooh, we have to take care of the waste, if not they are going to punish us or something. I mean, I'm one meter and 50 centimeters, how can I do you some harm? But it's really funny and I always say, it's okay, you don't need to be perfect, come on. But they can be afraid, yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> they have uh, quite respect sometimes, yeah. which is of course a good thing. But uh, we have this um, like motto that we always want to um, include, like every good practice. We want to um, start with small steps. We think small steps are important because uh, it's always better to do a lot of small steps than do nothing. Uh, and um, this is our motto with all the work we do. Yeah, the woman I interviewed before, uh, in the end she told me that uh, she relied the quote it's better to have like a thousand people involved in zero waste imperfectly mm-hmm. than one person who yeah. does everything perfectly. And well, I assume sometimes you can get uh, discouraged or perhaps uh, as well you, you can uh, experience eco-anxiety eco as well. How do you find the energy to continue to fight? <laughs> Uh, to not always think about waste. I think it's really important. I, I, I also am present in the cultural sector. I have a music school, etc. I work with bands, so this is my uh, somehow um, my stress reliever. Uh, I really cannot watch environmental movies in my free time, for example, or it's really <laughs> making me depressed. So. If I'm working, if I'm trying to find solutions, then then it's okay. But in my free time, if I sit down in the living room and watch a documentary about, I don't know, anything related to environment, I won't do it, really. Um, I felt eco-anxiety, I don't know, a couple of years ago uh, when I started to read all these articles and so on. Um, But then I transformed it into action, so I always feel better when I'm doing something for change. So this is my recipe. Do you want to add something? Maybe. (laughs) I mean, I'm lucky because I'm a phlegmatic, but I would say it's it's a thing that you have to practice, uh, you know, to care just enough to be a vibrant activist, but in general not care at all. Because there's too many problems, you can't fix them all, you can't address them all, you have to focus on one thing or a few things that you're good at and do your best there and truly not think about the horrendous problems elsewhere, right? Because, you know, that's a waste of a life. About zero waste, perhaps. Um, people sometimes they don't want to get involved in it because they say it's really the basic stereotypes that I will tell, but that it costs more perhaps sometimes, or that it's uh, less hygienic in when you buy loose food, for example. Uh, what do you have to uh, answer to that question? Those are, yeah, those popular misconceptions about zero waste, and also people think that zero waste means that there is no waste at all. That's, of course, not true. There will always be waste. It's just 
the perception what we are doing to prevent it and how to use the materials as long as possible. So um, yeah, we try to show them with different actions like we each year take part in the World Refill Day and we show them that we, me, Katya, Yaka, Barbara go to a shop and buy things in bulk for example um, or try to write articles or yeah just uh, raise awareness that it's really not that big of a problem because I mean when something is packaged it's also not um, it's not uh, uh, safe by default because also we have plastic packaging uh, uh, those chemicals can get into our food so I mean what's better yeah you have to decide for yourself and if it's uh, more expensive yeah I mean we are now used to it that everything is cheap that we can get to a shop and buy a t-shirt for two euros uh, something like that also for food but I mean somebody else has to pay this price it's not normal but uh, in the long term I see that zero waste is um, is a way to a uh, way to save money because if I go to a farmer's market with my shopping list that is really uh, prepared I don't buy any crap that I would spend money on it I get my clothes on uh, swaps second hand it's I mean it's cheaper so um, yeah some things are expen more expensive but on the on the long term it's uh, it's cheaper yeah those uh, if you want to buy like all the zero waste items that are really popular for example I don't know bee wraps and uh, different uh, items for household it's probably quite expensive but those are quality items that will be with you for years so it's an investment <laughs> or similar with clothes if you buy quality clothes you will have them for a longer time um, that's one point um, and on the other hand you maybe don't need all these items you maybe just can use plates and I don't know different uh, products that you already have so if you want to be zero waste it doesn't have to be expensive you just can use what you have this is the point I mean yeah we have too much stuff in our apartment uh, houses we are especially in Slovenia we have this emotional connection to, to, to things to cars to food to Cups. Uh, to, to cups, yeah, to everything. So, um, yeah, we have to shift our narrative. Uh, we have to more build on the communities again, because uh, in the past times everything has been shared between neighbors, also food uh, exchanged. So uh, that's also kind of our mission, how to work with communities. And that's why we also say that Zero waste can not be and it's not uh, possible that's a decision from one person because in a, a municipality you have to have a lot of people who will work on it and uh, who will work together. Yeah, for example in municipalities do you have an example of uh, one thing that you changed that you are really proud of? Oh, we, we can talk long, <laughs> luckily. Uh, yeah, for example, uh, we are just today talking about uh, Vrhnika, uh, the municipality, uh, and the waste company there, which is uh, covering three municipalities, actually. Uh, and in Vrhnika, they have a kindergarten where all the uh, yeah, kids uh, get to wear uh, reusable nappies. So we made a research uh, between the parents mm -hmm. and to see if they would agree to to this 
and they agreed and yeah they are now for years using the reusable nappies uh, uh, the kids are healthier uh, they get uh, to use to be without nappies much earlier they have a special connection to the uh, kindergarten personnel it's they save costs for the for the prevention of the waste so yeah this is Perchnica. then we have a good uh, example of uh, tourism in Blit. This is our, one of the main attractions, so there we deal with tourism mostly and we have a, a first zero-waste certified business in the world, that is uh, Rimno Alpine Resort, it's a hotel that we are working uh, with uh, from, I don't know, 2016 and they're always improving each year, making new steps. I mean, there are a lot of success stories and we are always happy that we can show show them to our Slovenian locals and also to visitors from abroad. Yes, uh, we also uh, cooperated with the business certificate and certificate for municipalities and we have three, uh, five. Five <laughs> municipalities, three of them were the first in the world yeah. certified zero waste. Mm. Two. I guess the first in the world because it was Bled and Gore. Ah, Bled and Gore. Sorry, I, I mixed with Vernica. Uh, yeah, two, two, two. Doesn't matter the number. So, yeah, we have some uh, great examples of really engaged people. Or also maybe an, a different example because, uh, of course, as NGOs, we also work on advocacy. So, trying to change the framework within everything is happening. We managed to achieve quite a lot on food waste. So, the law got changed to really make food surplus redistribution much easier. So there's no specific funding, so the NGOs that deal, this, deal with this can you know, buy the appropriate vehicles to maintain the hot and cold chains for the food, and uh, the supermarkets don't pay tax again for this food when they give it away, things like that. So, well, all it took was one meeting in the end, basically with the prime minister, all the ministers, or I mean, all the se sectors of, uh, let's say, of the government. Everyone needed to have a slide, three slides, you know, three proposals, three problems, three solutions. Okay. Then, I don't know, the meeting was two hours or something, and you just coalesce everything in the end, here are five suggestions, and it was implemented within a year, and like, oh. <laughs> magic. <laughs> And so the government, you think, is more and more getting more and more uh, committed in coping with waste? They get pressured by the European Union, so that's good why we are part of those networks. So that's mostly this bump to go further. Uh, we would, of course, love to have a government that's totally into environmental <laughs> protection and social justice and everything. But yeah, there are a lot of compromises and... Uh, to deal with, but uh, we have uh, we have to say that we have good spokespeople also in the government. We are cooperating. We are uh, proactive. We are also inviting them to our events, so we coexist and try to sometimes push the borders a bit further. Finally, do you have uh, any resource that you would like to advise to the audience? Can be a book, a podcast, a video, anything. The book uh, that uh, m mostly starts um, some zero waste steps is from Bia Johnson, Zero Waste Home, 
that's also translated also in Slovenian language and we also hosted Bear here really? yeah, yeah in Slovenia so maybe this and I was also as I said follow social media accounts mm. uh, from different organizations um, the most uh, comprehensive about zero waste is of course zero waste Europe they also have a great website with a lot of resources case studies so uh, it's um, in my opinion a way to go I would say definitely watch the movie Trashed. It's yes. 2012, I think, so probably available on YouTube even. But uh, it's quite an intense deep dive into what all is wrong with our relationship with stuff and waste, yes. how poorly we manage it. And it's quite comprehensive, so it can be a bit hard on uh, on on one, but... Uh, it's it is comprehensive so it's a really good primer if you want to get into these topics yeah and also the movie just did it for food waste it's also really interesting and much less uh, i mean not hard in like hard on the emotions let's say it's it's an easy going with nice music and yeah. and solutions yeah, yeah yeah not so hard hitting yeah. and not so depressing yeah mm. um and do you have one last word for you Jens? anything thank you for listening uh, thank you for uh, making such podcasts i think it's really important and we have to have as much as possible from this kind of uh, content And I would say, yeah, take one small step, do just something, just take, delete all the apps that you don't need on your phone or just to shop with, a, with your back and this is the first step and you will get used to it because it's fantastic when you achieve something like that and uh, you see that you've made some impact. Yeah, I think Katya uh, told this so nicely that, I don't know, I can just say something is better than nothing, so just do something. I disagree. <laughs> I, I mean, I of course, small steps, that's fine. But for sure, people, when they see there is many things about the lifestyle, and that's fine. We need more agents like that spreading the good uh, lifestyle and word. But definitely don't let it all be pinned on you because it's not about about us consumers being better. We have to change the producers. We have to change the uh, all the marketing, all the sellers, the store, the system overall. So be vocal, don't be satisfied, be annoying, you know, be active. Thank you very much for two or three of you for this interview. Thank you. This is the end of this episode. I hope you liked it and got inspired. If you did, do not forget to rate the podcast, to comment and to subscribe, not to miss the next interview. Have a nice day.